Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show The Littlest Hobo, hosted by myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan, where we watch every episode of The Littlest Hobo, and then we talk about it. How you doing, Stefan? Katie, <laughs> you son of a bitch! So Stefan may have just made me watch a scene from Commando, the classic <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers film. Uh I think we should post it on Twitter, but it's a beautiful handshake scene. I pretty like I am. I'm making this promise. Remind me if I forget. I'm going to take the clip of the little boys on the riverbank From becoming friends episode. again, and I'm going to put in that giant bicep. I look very much forward to oh, that. Oh yeah, it is a beautiful scene. I had I have recollections of having seen it, but I think you're right. I've seen it mostly parodied. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've actually seen the real now thing. Now you've seen the real thing. The real deal. Straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> it's beautiful. My, my <laughs> life has changed. <laughs> All right, should I just dive into this week's episode? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we are on season four, episode six. Happy birthday, mom. Aw, so happy now, birthday, mom. Happy birthday, mom. When's your mom's birthday? Uh, it is July 2nd. Oh, nice. Yeah, when's your mom's? April 25th, the oh, day yeah. before mine, which <laughs> meant that she spent her birthday in labor. <laughs> oh, I hope you, every year, just shower her with presents as an apology. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 32 years. Does not matter. Labor sounds terrible. <laughs> well, then why do we happens? have a whole day dedicated to it, Katie? If it's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad, everyone needs a holiday. <laughs> good recovery, good recovery. Thank you, I tried. <laughs> so, the synopsis of this episode. Hobo brings together two teenage brothers who are feuding when both enter a bike race, hoping to win money to buy their mother a gift. And this episode aired October 21st, 1982. Yep. Okay, so we're going to dive in. Hobo is on a street, a little, yeah. little town street. Mm. He's not in the forest this time. We get a weird version of the Maybe Tomorrow theme song playing. Is yeah, it like jaunting in? We've heard it before. Yeah, every now and then they throw it in. Yeah. Um, then we meet two very 80s teen boys. One is wearing like a red baseball hat with some like blonde hockey hair. Uh, and the other is dark haired wearing a cut off jean vest. But the jean vest is very important to mention. Yes, he's also wearing half of a shirt. I noticed that like slightly later in the scene. I think I just wrote, wait, is he wearing a midriff shirt under that jean vest? That skin I see. So yes, yes. long jean vest, cut off sleeves, and a midriff top. Yes. <laughs> a bold style. Fashion icon. <laughs> the one wearing, that is Ted. Ted. The other one is Martin. Yes. So, so they're walking down the street together, uh, and Martin sees a sign for a bike race like in the window of a store. Um, so he's like, Martin's like, hey, Ted, bike race. Hey, Ted, your shirt's too <laughs> short. <laughs> Where's the rest of it? <laughs> Ted could not care less. <laughs> no. And this kid stuff. Um, but the prize is $35. Which is worth how much now? No idea. <laughs> I'm not even going to guess because I'm always way $85. off. $85. Is it really 80 Yeah, $85. Wow. inflation. Okay, well. $35 in 1982. It's worth $85 in 2020. Okay, so that's like a decent amount of money. Yeah, for a um, kid. So Martin is excited about that amount of money. Yeah. Um, so he could he, buy two shirts. <laughs> he could buy his uh, catcher's mitt. That's oh. what he's excited about, not his shirts. <laughs> well, he thought he would buy his buddy Ted an <laughs> actual <laughs> shirt. <laughs> so they're discussing this whole bike race situation when another kid on a bike goes by. Uh, this is Martin's kid brother. His yes. name is David. We have met him before. Yes, we have. Um. He is played by Mark Polly. Mm -hmm. My initial instinct was he was the kid from Boy on Wheels. Nope. But I Googled it. 
is not. He's the one from Snapshot. He is. <laughs> He's the He's... kid who kills a man with two by four. <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> oh, Joey. He's also going to be in another episode. Current reigning hobo champion for deaths on screen. That's true. Two. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one to beat, <laughs> but doesn't spoiler. He doesn't kill anyone in this episode. No, not not, not, not anybody we know, know of. of. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do you recognize the other kid though? He looked familiar, but I didn't Google him. Okay. He might not. He actually looked more familiar to me. I didn't know David was in another episode okay because it's been two years it's been yeah he's grown quite a bit like absolutely has he's easily eight inches taller than he (laughs) was i was gonna say a foot that might be too much he's pretty tall though he's he's a tall lanky kid and he doesn't have the glasses his hair's grown out like yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. so the other kid martin he's played by an actor named sammy snyder's oh and actually this is his last ever role oh he doesn't do anything after this but before this, he did a movie called The Pit from 1981. The Pit is a Canadian horror movie. I was going to say, that sounds so familiar. It is a cult classic. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not even, I, I know it's graded as like a B-grade horror movie, but I usually think of like Evil Dead as a B-grade horror movie. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't even come close. Okay. It's a terrible film. Um, <laughs> to give you an idea of <laughs> how good this movie is, the budget is an estimated $1 million Canadian. I mean, do you Canada, want, that's great. Do you want to guess what its worldwide gross is? Oh, no. Um, 20000 $560. No! <laughs> <laughs> I thought even people who like bad movies would at least go. No. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a really strange movie. And the reason it has a cult following is because of Sammy <laughs> Snyder's. Like, he does a really good job. Really? So it's like about a, like a... 12 year old boy who's just starting to go through puberty <laughs> and he has like a friend who's his, his best friend's a teddy bear and he's very like ostracized in the in the town so like other kids make him like their whipping boy and yeah. even like elderly people kind of like get <laughs> down on, on him, him. <laughs> but he has a secret and his secret is he knows where a pit is in the forest which is full of monsters that he thinks are his friends okay. they talk to him so he's been okay. feeding them meat from the butchers, <laughs> but he runs out of meat and his teddy bear, Teddy, tells him that maybe he should start leading the people that be, like treat <laughs> him poorly and throwing them into the pit for the monsters to eat. actually an interesting idea. And that's what he does. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Are there really monsters in the pit? Yes, there is. Okay. They are literal monsters in the pit. Is it just him murdering people in yeah. a pit? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I like I read up on the trivia because I I learned about this movie by watching Red Letter Media, and then when it came up, I was like, oh my yeah, that movie it's it's bizarre. Um, the pit took two days to dig apparently. Oh, um, and IMDb trivia about Sammy Snyder is he never returned to acting and now works as a dance instructor. Also, oh. he's only five foot five inches tall. Oh, he's quite short. He's but... a Wolverine sized. <laughs> he could be Wolverine. Could be. He's Canadian. <laughs> right. Might be a little old for it now. Uh, the old man Logan. Old, yeah, it could be old man <laughs> Logan. I mean, I guess Hugh Jackman's not around. <laughs> <laughs> Too tall. <laughs> uh, but yeah, The Pit. The Pit. Very, All right. very strange movie. So we should, you should go look it up. Yes. There's a lot of strange movies in Canadian cinema. <laughs> yeah, that's 
That's, but that's, that's definitely up there. Yep. But anyways, that's that's where I recognized him from, and okay. then I stumbled on David after. <laughs> right. The other one, no idea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so David, they're watching David, who's rocked up on his bike. There's an old lady who comes down some stairs, um, asking him if he has time to come over to get some money that she owes him uh, from his paper route. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about how he's saving up for his mom's birthday. Uh, Martin, who is eavesdropping from all the way across the street. They must be yelling. Yeah. <laughs> goes ah crap forgot it was mom's birthday (laughs) (laughs) what a great kid yep uh so ted then decides that martin should borrow some money from the bank yeah aka david uh this is where i noticed that ted is wearing a midriff shirt and my notes just get like caps oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) what uh so they start walking away hobo who's been listening to the whole thing um, they actually mentioned that they saw the hobo helping David with his paper route. So there's a yes. whole part of this episode we haven't seen where David already knows the hobo. Yeah. They've bonded. Already. They're doing a paper route together. Yeah. So Ted knows where David keeps his money because he's not the type to keep it in a bank, even though it's the 1980s. Or even in his bedroom. Or even under the mattress. Yeah. He stores it in a garage, their garage, yep. in like a tin container. It's not it's like well hidden. Box. It's just like sitting on a shelf. It's like yes. in a box. Yeah. Um, so Ted had seen, had followed David. Yeah. Didn't take it at that time, but now he's like, no, let's go get it. Martin's feeling a little guilty, but he's like, we'll pay it back when you win the bike race. Like, don't worry about it. Martin also drops his hat at this point conveniently. Yes. He's probably <laughs> blinded by Ted's wicked farmer's tan. <laughs> Just is beautiful. Accentuated by his sleeveless. <laughs> How did he vest? lose the sleeves and the bottom four inches? What happened, Ted? <laughs> what kind of accident <laughs> occurred? Like a thresher. <laughs> yeah. Stuck in a thresher. Just awkwardly twisting around. Yeah, he just can't afford a new shirt. <laughs> yeah, very poor. <laughs> what is what is he doing? I don't know. It's quite a look. Uh, maybe it was the style at the time. I mean, I'm all for men for wa- rocking whatever they want to wear. Gender norms should not matter. But right. that is quite a midriff shirt he's wearing. It is. Wearing. That is. <laughs> uh, so they take the money and leave. David comes up. Hobo brings him the empty container. And he... David's very upset. He goes, it's gone. All my money is gone. It's gone. All my money's gone. Me every Sunday morning (laughs) of my entire university career. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Where'd my money go? (laughs) Opening up your bank account and being like, crap. Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) no. Guess it's going to be rice and noodles. (laughs) What have I got to eat? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This ketchup will go real well on this bread. Yeah. Digging through every corner of the fridge. (laughs) Yeah. Can I eat the Arm & Hammer baking soda? (laughs) Yeah. My mom just put it in there to make it smell good, but... Maybe it's tasty. (laughs) Yeah. What if I put it in some boiling water like tea? (laughs) Yeah. That's fine, right? Totally fine. Excellent teeth. (laughs) Just so blindingly white. Oh, so... What's your secret? I could tell you if I could talk. Yeah. Yeah. My insides. Mush. Yeah. Just a liquid. Whoa. My stomach acid has been replaced by Harm and Hammer baking soda. I now have to continuously yeah. ingest Harm and Hammer. I can't stop. Yeah. In fact, I don't want to. I've developed a taste. This is the future. This is it. <laughs> We've already gone on some really weird tangents. So minty. <laughs> Wonder what that would do to you. Um, nothing good. No, you would not feel. <laughs> you make the mistake of like 
putting vinegar on your fries. (laughs) (laughs) The local news reporting on a tragic accident. (laughs) He's been foaming for four straight days. (laughs) There's nothing we can do. Just have to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) And then like two weeks later, it's the new BuzzFeed (laughs) cleanse diet. Yeah. I lost like 15 pounds in one week. <laughs> you can too. Yeah. Oh, boy. It'll be on Goop next. Oh, <laughs> Goop. Uh. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> Do you know she's selling a candle that smells like her vagina? I know that's yeah, TMI. Yeah, I own four of them, Katie. Like, why, why is Goop a thing? That's what I got from my mom for her birthday. <laughs> I hate Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I feel like these last three episodes have been a lot of me just ranting. It's all right. <laughs> Things I don't like. We've, we've, at the very beginning of this recording, not this recording, but this recording session, yeah. we did say there's a big difference between episode one, season one, episode one, yes. and where we currently are. Yes. And thank you. We do this every couple episodes, yeah. but we mean it every time. Thank you for sticking around and listening to us. Absolutely. hundred percent. If you're yeah. listening, thank Thanks. you so yeah. much we know there's rough parts but hopefully the good parts <laughs> make up for that the visual of someone just <laughs> eating that first fry yeah. and realizing the vinegar is hit six weeks worth of baking soda <laughs> like all right where are we i don't know oh yeah hobo brought him the empty container his money's gone yeah uh, and david sees the hat but he doesn't think his brother would be the one to steal his money no uh, so he takes off. He goes one way. Hobo goes the other. Uh, we go back to Martin. He's coming out of the store. He's bought his glove, his catcher's mitt. Um, he doesn't have much money left over to buy his mom a present. But Ted's like, don't worry about it, man. Like, it's fine. Um, yeah, he takes his time. He really explains it for him. <laughs> yeah. It's good. And then at the end, he's like, and thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I was like, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a PowerPoint. He talks in a really kind of empathetic yes like way. when i was a child, child. <laughs> oh wait when i was a child my family was so poor we could only afford half a shirt <laughs> but you know what that taught us all about the importance of connection and empathy <laughs> though we were very cold in the winter times yeah. life was hard but we overcame it <laughs> yes and you can too <laughs> that's why i'm here with this box of arm and hammer baking soda uh okay so they're gonna go off and play catch david is in his room that he shares with his brother uh because there's two beds obviously that gives it away but also the fact that one side is like typical teenage boy posters although there's a star trek he has a star trek the motion picture poster on there (laughs) it's like martin's a nerd (laughs) not expect that from martin (laughs) with a name like martin well i mean yeah but then he comes across as a jock buying the catchers nothing wrong with like a little star trek i i just was very unexpected yeah so kudos uh david's side is super neat and tidy there's like a trumpet on the wall like a world map yes you can picture what kind of children these are then we got to a shot of a spinning porcelain doll. Like one of those creepy dolls that you'd see in your grandma's house. But luckily they choose music that doesn't emphasize how creepy the doll no, is. No, of course not. Not at all. It's just like a hard rock track. That's right. <laughs> it's the soundtrack to Star Trek the motion picture. Yeah. How does that go? The most boring three hours of cinema in history. 
you thought it couldn't get any worse after 2001 a space odyssey but at least that has a space baby that does have a space baby. star trek the motion picture is just them sitting on the bridge of the enterprise looking at a kaleidoscope on the front screen it really is a snore fest of cinema that sounds terrible it is and then they follow it up with the wrath of khan <laughs> of course correct <laughs> incredibly exciting yeah they're like oh people did not like that Ooh. <laughs> okay let's do something else yeah yeah just weird that is weird. It is weird. It's strange. Uh, so yes, this is the doll David is going to buy for his mom. Either David doesn't know his mom that well, or his mom is weird. No one wants this as a present. But he does say, she would have liked that. <laughs> yeah. Martin is feeling very guilty about the whole money situation, but he's too deep in. Can't back yeah. out. Uh, Hobo was watching them this whole time. Um, he goes, so they like wander off, and then Hobo goes and grabs the bike race sign. Uh, and he brings it back to David, who is like staring wistfully at a family photo. Yeah, family photo minus dad. No dad in that There's photo. There's no dad in this picture. <laughs> Just mom, Martin, and David. <laughs> That's it? Hobo jumps in the open window because Canada. Yeah, what is with this ground floor open window? window. <laughs> it's just No screens. Okay, like, I understand you're not afraid of predators. Yeah, 80s. Are you not afraid of June bugs? Right. You ever had a June bug in your house? <sighs> They're insane. They're massive. I do not like it. I used to when I when we yeah. I was a kid. I remember our we had like those wind up windows, oh, like the ones yeah. you had to spin, and they always like came off the track. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to pull the screen out of your window <laughs> and like manually push the window out. Yeah, which must have looked bizarre from the street. Yeah. Um, but I remember a June bug coming into my room and being like, ah, like no. they're so big and they fly into your face. I know they go directly for you. Yeah, they're terrifying. Right. Screens. They are important. Yes. At least put a screen in your window. Again, Canada, mosquitoes, mosquito hawks, deer yeah. flies, black flies. Pine bugs. Don't want any of those in my room. Nope. But no, open door, open window, open window, ground floor, no screens. Uh, so he shows David the sign, and obviously David is going to enter the race to win the money. It's brother versus brother. <gasps> uh. <laughs> okay, so Martin then arrives in the room. Uh, mm-hmm. He's very nervous about the hobo being there. He's very suspicious of the hobo. David mentions that he's entering the race because the money was stolen. Martin acts all weird and shady. Like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um, Ted is outside. He didn't come in with Martin. He's just yelling at Martin to come outside and play ball. Uh, and their mom has come home at that point. Martin is a dumb child. He goes to play ball, but leaves the bag with the mitt on the bed. Why did he even come into the room? <laughs> There's no. He comes in the room to be told that his brother is entering the race. Drop the mitt. And then leaves to he go. He doesn't get a ball. He doesn't pick anything up. <laughs> no. The scene, it's not well thought out. So, yes. Hobo then takes the bag that has the glove in it. He goes into the garage. Yeah. And it's no wonder no one goes in the garage because there's a single cricket in there. Nobody wants to be around a single cricket. Nothing will drive you crazier than just one cricket. I'm pretty sure it's away. like a genuine torture device. <laughs> they get you in like... A four ninety nine <laughs> aluminum shed from Canadian Tire. <laughs> yeah. And then they put a single cricket where you can't find it. <laughs> You'll never be able to destroy it. I, I would last about 10 minutes tops. I would, yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll maybe. buy the goop. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll do whatever you want. Whatever just you want, Gwyneth. Just let me out. <laughs> let me out. It's true. There's nothing more torturous. Is there actually the sound of a cricket in there? Yep. Or, okay. It's a single cricket. <laughs> I missed that, but okay. Well, you're lucky. I Yes. I guess yeah. I just tuned them out now. It's my brain. Short circuits. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wish I could learn that. What stage of Scientology do you need to be at to learn that special talent? Uh, level eight wizard. Well, wow. 
<laughs> level eight wizard. Yeah. That's a thing there, right? Sure. That's yeah. what Gandalf is. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Huge Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, Gandalf the Scientologist. <laughs> you shall not pass unless you pay me. <laughs> Swear fealty to Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Promise to never discuss Shelly Miscavige. <laughs> <laughs> She's happy on a boat somewhere. Aliens are real. <laughs> That's where I derive my powers. <laughs> my Gandalf is turning into Butler Bane. <laughs> He's back. He's back. <laughs> Butler oh. Bane would not fall for Scientology. Let the games begin. <laughs> yeah, he would not go for Scientology. <laughs> not down. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm so glad he came back. <laughs> you thought that science was your friend. <laughs> I was born by it. <laughs> Molded by it. My I didn't see Tom hurt. Cruise till I was a man. <laughs> John Travolta. What are you doing here? <laughs> we go, yeah, he's also a Scientologist. <laughs> Who else is a Scientologist? Apparently Will Smith. That's what I've heard. I don't yeah. like that. No. I don't like that at all. No, not a fan of that. That bothers me. It does. He seems like a cool dude, and then I heard that, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, but and they haven't got like anyone we really care about yet. No, I do find it weird that Elizabeth Moss... Lead in The Handmaid's Tale, mm. Scientologist. Maybe she's doing it ironically. <laughs> I think apparently she was like born into it. The Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's doing The Handmaid's Tale ironically. I thought you thought Scientology. It's like, it's like a Hollywood thing to they do. They just waited <laughs> all these years to produce it. Margaret Atwood's getting real impatient. I don't understand why we can't <laughs> cast. Listen, Margaret, she's born into it. This is her role. You just have to wait until she gets to the right age, Margaret. <laughs> just sit there with all your Canadian awards that only Canadians care about. Yeah. Go write another book that five people will read and everyone will love, apparently. <laughs> but the reviews will be glowing. They'll be glowing. The They'll be glowing. <laughs> the Penelope ad, best thing ever. Thank so, you, Margaret. Oryx and Crake. Oh, Great. yeah. <laughs> Read it six times. So many times. Oh, upside down, the, backwards. The blind assassin. Mm, many a time. The best kind of assassin. <laughs> My favorite. My favorite kind of assassin. How did you know? <laughs> Just a guess. Margaret Atwood. She's a genius. Just a shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> like a blind assassin with a sniper rifle. Everything's a shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> how did this go so terribly I wrong know. i don't know <laughs> this is a big slice of canadiana for... <laughs> really is. okay Whew. where are we okay uh did we get to the chicken yet no okay, we're not no. even close to the chicken i'm All sorry right. okay so uh martin realizes he left his glove goes back it's gone he thinks Mar david stole his glove gets mad storms out we cut to David training for the bike race. He's like doing laps around the block. He's apparently like super fast because Martin and Ted are watching as Hobo is coaching. Yes. Of course he is. Um, and they're discussing how there's no way they're beating this kid because he is so fast. Just the fastest. <laughs> and so Martin's like, oh crap, what am I going to do? <laughs> so Ted is going to sabotage David. He's like, the creep won't even finish. That little creep won't even finish. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> All right. Now we're at the bike race. <gasps> so there's a scene of a bunch of kids and like people who are like excited and like running down a street. And all of a sudden, the camera reveals <laughs> a giant chicken <laughs> holding hands with said children oh. and running along with them squawking. 
It's a man <laughs> in, a in a homemade chicken suit. It's made out of the same stuff that like those little things you women use in the shower are called. What are those loofahs? It's made out of loofah it material. Very loofah esque. <laughs> he's, he's he is he is in it. He is method acting that chicken yes. so hard. I am almost certain this is the man who did the the thing. We're like, and now our friend the chicken. First of all, our old friend the chicken. <laughs> I think it's him. I would believe it 100%. We never see his face. That's true. Because <laughs> he is like running and squawking. And, and squatting like, and flapping. And he's doing very chickeny things. He is in this role. Oh, yeah. Um, he starts squawking at everyone to like gather around this like podium uh, where a man with a horrible comb over shows up. Just <laughs> it's yeah, such it's true. a bad comb over. It's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> okay. So. All this man with the comb over is doing is explaining the race. It's a yeah. 10 mile race. There's various points along the course where each rider has to pick up a ring that matches the color on their little bib. Yep. So they know that they've actually done the whole course. Uh, so Ted kind of is in the lurking. He makes eye contact with Martin and is like, ah, and bolts off. Um, everyone heads to the start line. They aren't, st- I don't know anything about bike races. They aren't starting on their bikes no starting like six feet back, back in their bikes and they have to like run to their it's like if you know le mans the 24-hour car race yes where they start outside their cars and have to like run to it that's my <laughs> cultural <laughs> reference to this okay is this a common thing in biking i don't know <laughs> come over pulls a gun yeah, yeah shoots the starting pistol they all run to their bikes take off except for one kid david the chain has come off his bike which is somebody who biked as a child. That's so frustrating. Yes, it is. I hate it so much. So Ted at this point is running through a park. Hobo is following him. David has fixed the chain. He takes off and the chicken is chasing him. (laughs) He he gets an unceremonious (laughs) kick in the ass from a man in a chicken suit. How embarrassing. Yes, pretty embarrassing. And there was like tons of people along the like start line who were like yelling at him. Nobody came to help. No, they're just like yelling and cheering for this kid to get that chain back yeah. on as a chicken chases him yeah. <laughs> it's very disturbing it's a nightmare. <laughs> it is a, very much a dystopian scenario uh i remember all the chickens in the handmaiden's tale <laughs> so many because i very much read that book Absolutely. Mar- amazing job so good just so just good really loved the part with yeah. tom cruise <laughs> oh man <laughs> okay so ted has made it to the first uh, like checkpoint. Mm-hmm. I thought because he kind of runs into the board with the rings. I thought he had taken David's ring off the board. He has not. That's not what he's no. done. Um, he's just like waiting there, hiding. Martin rocks up. He's like the second one to get there. Um, Ted tells all Ted does is tell him to stay left at the bridge. Yes, yeah, stay left, stay left, on left the at the bridge. bridge. You'll be fine. I'm thinking landmines. <laughs> yeah, they got the leftover <laughs> ones from the episode with the uh, the A team. The like A team. Yeah. <laughs> he's the, the kid of one of the a-team guys that's right <laughs> definitely the like miami vice guy yeah just waiting to doesn't listen. even know he has a kid to be honest <laughs> no just <laughs> just showed up sometimes his food's gone from the fridge yeah. and his minds are missing <laughs> yeah there's some strange laundry in the like small hamper. price to pay <laughs> uh, so that's all ted does hobo then appears at the bridge uh, where a sign has fallen halfway across. So Ted's plan was basically just they will ride up this straight road to the bridge. It's not like there's a curve right to the bridge. Yeah. It's straight. Uh, and David will dumbly ride over the sign? David might, though. I mean, David's not the <laughs> To <brand>. be fair. <laughs> He's bright in some ways, but not in others. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Hobo takes the sign and just dumps it over the side. Throws it in the water. Yeah. The best part about this whole thing is that Ted is watching and sees the hobo sabotage. He's got binoculars. <laughs> yeah. And you can't believe it. He's like, what the? He's like waiting for kids to run over and like fly, fly. off the handles. Because none of them are wearing helmets. No, nobody is wearing a helmet. No safety equipment whatsoever. Yes. Just like none. And this is like a gravelly kind of rough yeah. road. You're losing skin. Oh, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, David is catching up. He must be very fast. Well, it's the Crimson Cross that's moving him quickly. <laughs> that jaunty music. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, good. Um, Ted has taken off to get to the next checkpoint. David's pedaling his little heart out. Yep. He's passing people. <laughs> Ted's at the next ring station, and this time he does take David's ring, but he doesn't just take it. He throws it into a tree as opposed to just taking it. Yeah, literally just, <laughs> just, just run with it. Just take it. Uh, David must now be in second. Like, he has passed many people. Yes, he's very Because there's, fast. like, 20 kids in this race. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, one kid rocks up, takes his ring, and then David comes behind him. Can't find his ring. Hobo has spotted it in the tree, but doesn't bark. He just no, starts pawing. He's like He's trying to, to get, get it. it. Yeah. Um, another rider arrives as David is, like, pretty upset about yep. not having his ring. And in this one second scene, this rider just stole my heart. Yeah. Because <laughs> he asks what's wrong. David tells him. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it, man. Like, I'll vouch for you. I was like, oh. Kudos to him. <laughs> right? Love it. <laughs> so the two of them take off. Uh, Hobo has found the ring at this point, though. He's managed to grab it. So he starts running alongside the bikes to reach David. Because a bunch of other riders have shown up at this point. Yes very dangerous i think having a dog in the midst of all these biking children also all the bikes sound like they're gonna literally fly apart at any point they're very rattly they're all so rickety <laughs> they're like made out of scrap metal <laughs> yeah <laughs> they've just kind of been fashioned together yeah, they're basically <laughs> held together with twine yeah some string a little glue yeah <laughs> i made my bicycle out of pba glue <laughs> I use peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> the birds won't leave me alone. There's bears chasing me. I feel like Cinderella. <laughs> Except not good. <laughs> that bird just stole my brake line. Minerva, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Minerva. I oh, man. I a second to remember her name. I miss Minerva. Me too. I wonder how yeah. her and Charlie are doing. I hope they're doing okay. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we get more shots of like David grabs the ring he puts it on his handlebars uh, more shots of them riding Ted being bewildered that he's being outsmarted again by the hobo yeah when you think about it though Ted is actually like helping David get his money back because <laughs> really if Martin wins which yeah. is what Ted is aiming to do yeah Martin's going to use that money to pay David back yes so Ted's I mean I know he's not <laughs> doing it for the right reasons no. but he is doing technically the right thing he is trying to help his friend yes which i can appreciate which will help david, david yes but david doesn't know that <laughs> no it's just, just a weird situation they're all in very hot scenario. if either of them win david or martin <laughs> yeah it's fine life is good yes mom gets her present yes <laughs> uh so we reach the next ring station where david is once again in third uh there's a sign that says two miles to the finish with like an arrow uh, so two riders, the first two riders pass by. Ted appears and he like turns the arrow around. <laughs> so <laughs> this is where I wrote, that's Bugs Bunny shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very much like yep. Bugs Bunny and Wile E. Coyote. Yep. <laughs> um, just turn He's that gonna arrow around. He's going to go over to a around. wall and paint a tunnel on it next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I w- 
Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hobo sees what he did, though, and just knocks over the sign. Yeah. Uh, just right. hulks it out of the ground. <laughs> right? He's very strong at times. Whoever is running Parks and Rec here. <laughs> they're so mad. <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing a good job with these signs. No, they're not in Little kids well. can pull them out of the ground. Dogs can knock them over. <laughs> I feel like these signs are usually like put in a hole with concrete. Yes. <laughs> these things are two inches into the soil. <laughs> yeah. No good. <laughs> Uh, so a bunch of riders show up, including David. They're all confused about where to go. They did not study that map well. No. Um, David asks Hobo for directions, so of course he leads them in the right way. Ted is like, I'm foiled again. <laughs> and he gets a big old thing of chocolate milk in the face. So yes, he's hiding in a bush uh, as the bikers bike past on the very dry, sunny, dusty dirt road. And all of a sudden, some chocolate milk gets hit in his face. It's supposed to be mud, but it's, it's chocolate, milk. chocolate milk. milk. Just gets like somebody throws in his face. The intern is like it's chucking chocolate milk at his kid's face. And he'd always like, he's not just like lobbing it. He's probably got like the box open and he's just like punching it. Like he's just slamming yes. it fist down to like get the right amount of spurt out of it. But like in the hobo universe, it, like in the, the, the what we're watching, yeah. this is a very dusty, dry it is area. There so are no puddles. Dry. What is that supposed to be? I don't know. Like, how did they justify this? Scene? I don't understand. Just at least put a puddle. Just yeah. show me some puddles. It's clearly not mud. It's it can't not. be mud. No. So it has to be something else. <laughs> yeah. So either one of those kids has chocolate milk, <laughs> yeah. or one of those kids has a really serious problem. Have you ever seen? Um, like the Iron Man, like races the triathlons yes. that are like super yeah, yeah. long, where they don't go to the bat. They literally just yep pee themselves. Yep, while biking. It's fairly common for <laughs> I say common. It's common enough for marathon runners. Yeah, to have accidents. Yes, along the way. Yeah, your bowels are doing a lot of twisting and like bouncing. Yeah, it, like, so maybe having, one of these kids say, at the eight mile mark. <laughs> This couldn't handle Should it. not have eaten all that seafood. Yeah. Ooh, bad news. <laughs> but he's going to win. Pulled so a Michael stop. Scott and they carb loaded <laughs> right before they left. <laughs> bad news. Yep. <laughs> Just ate three things of bruschetta. I mean, that's the only scenario that makes sense. That's it. So I'm going to go with that. Oof. <laughs> uh, we get more jaunty music, more bike riding. Um, David is now in the lead yeah. by a lot. Mm. Like he made up ground. It's like forty-five seconds ahead of everyone, and like two miles to go, and we're still a little distance from the finish line. How fast is this kid? Very fast. <laughs> but doesn't matter because there's a huge pothole <laughs> in the road that David does not see, mm. uh, despite having ample time. Yes. Um, hits said pothole and goes flying. Yes, and. Uh, it's clearly a stunt man. Absolutely just a man in kids' clothes. Yeah, that pothole gives him eight feet of air and 50 pounds of fat. He just like... <laughs> yeah, just all of a sudden, woo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, David hits the grass. He's hurt his leg. He's crying. He's upset. Hobo paws at him. Uh, Martin is in second place, so he's rocking up now. He's rocking up so much in these last three episodes. Oh, yeah. I just get stuck on words. Sorry. <laughs> She's so annoying. <laughs> I think it's okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, so Hobo barks to get Martin to stop. He stops. He hears David. And he's like, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta win. Peace. Gotta win this race. <laughs> uh, so Hobo barks again. Like, dude, really? Like, yeah. Come on. He's your brother. He starts to take off, but then his conscience gets the better of him. Jiminy Cricket in his shoulder. That single cricket from the shed shows up. <laughs> yeah. The lucky cricket from Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so many references. <laughs> so many crickets. Uh, so Martin gets off his bike. He obviously is going to go help his brother. Uh, in his, this was the point where I noticed how short his short shorts were. Everything's too short in this episode. I think <laughs> short. I got a, 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 I got a new sheet from Mike, our car guy. Oh yay! Um, Mike. Uh, Mike's good. <laughs> Mike's good. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, did you say how's Mike? No. What did you say? Thanks. <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> okay. But I yes. did kind of run my words together, so <laughs> we were rocking it. Um, <laughs> Sure, I would like to know how we. Mike's do doing it. great. Okay. Um, but uh, there haven't been any cars in the last couple episodes, no, except no. for the the murder mystery one. Yeah. But I think he think he said he thought it was a Rolls Royce. It's tough to say because we don't really see, see it. it from a distance. So, um, but his note for this episode was everything is too short. All the clothing too short. It's a very accurate statement. Yes. So yes. Yes. Uh, especially in this scene, it's very noticeable how short those short shorts are. Uh, so. He goes to help his brother, but David tells him, no, go ahead. It's like, you got to go win this race. They watch a bunch of other bikers pass by, and Martin's like, no, it's all right. It's okay. I've already lost. (laughs) Basically, yeah. He's like, well, if you told me that when I was still on my bike, I could have won. You could still yell. (laughs) Someone else will stop for you. (laughs) Right. The vouch kid probably would. (laughs) Right. He seems like a decent dude. Yeah. He doesn't care about winning. No, he's just having fun. Right, just wants to to ride his bike. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then we go to the finish line of the race. People are cheering like this is the Tour de France. There's actually a guy actually holding a French flag. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So weird. That's what they use for the Finnish Finnish flag. (laughs) Right. Not the Finnish flag (laughs) from Finland. (laughs) The the race. The blue and white cross. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Like they, I thought they were going to use a checkered flag, Me too. but they use a French flag. <laughs> it's very, very strange. strange. I guess it's a reference to the Tour de France. I don't. I know. just assumed they didn't have a flag handy. <laughs> yeah. What do we got? Eh, I got a French uh, flag. French flag. All right, sounds <laughs> sure. good. Sure. Uh, I'm honestly just happy to see the chicken again. The chicken is there, just having a grand old oh, time, man. just loving life. This is the best day of his life. He's so happy. Uh, okay, we're so close to the oh, end. Oh yeah, we're so close. The ending scene. Uh, it's a close-up of Mom's birthday card. Martin is writing, like signing on it, and complaining about David not being back yet. David sneaks in. He's got a bandage on his head. That's... His leg is fine. Oh yeah, but his head has a bandage. Uh, he's got a present in his hand. He snuck in through the window because he didn't want his mom to see it. Uh, clearly, he's bought the porcelain doll. We could tell because the music starts up uh, again. Just that lovely hard rock music. <laughs> <laughs> Martin is like, how the hell did you buy this? We lost. Uh, So Mrs. Johnson loaned him $5 or gave him $5 that she owed him. Yeah. And he used it as a down payment. He talked the shop owner into like letting him pay it off bit by bit. Yeah. Uh, So nice. Can't do that nowadays. Nope. (laughs) Not a thing. Uh, At this point, Hobo grabs the bag that had the glove in it and hands it to Martin who decides he's going to return it for a refund because it was something he didn't really need so he can pay back his brother yeah um he got away with the whole thing no consequences scot free <laughs> yeah uh, and that is the end of the episode there we go <laughs> what'd you think it was okay it was fine it was yeah, yeah. the chicken really helped the, the chicken really sealed it in <laughs> yeah it was uh, definitely a highlight yeah otherwise i mean it really was just a bunch of kids on bicycles yeah just a typical 80s thing right kids yeah. on bikes yeah um hobo harm uh zero I said one for running with the bicycles. Okay. I feel like there's potential for... There's the potential. You know. Yeah. Uh, your hobo fight. Uh, I have Ted 
versus a tailor who's constantly trying to add another four inches to his shirt. <laughs> She's like trying to pin him down so yeah. he can like sew these these extra four inches. Just gets on. a few stitches in yeah. and he gets away. And the Ted's like scrambles off and he's like, "Oh, I'll get you." Just this mad race around town. Yeah. <laughs> can it be Tim Gunn who's chasing him? Tim Gunn. Do you know who Tim Gunn is? No, I thought it was going to be Butler Bain. <laughs> Butler Bain. Bain Butler. Oh, I do like Butler Bain. Come back, Butler Bain Master Ted and Tim Gunn. Oh, absolutely together? Yes. I, I don't think Ted would get away, to be honest. That's the team up I want to see in my life. <laughs> I think once Bane Butler's got you. <laughs> You're done. You're not getting away. Tim Gunn is sewing that shirt on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How about you? What's your what's your elbow fight? David versus the doping Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he seems really fast. Kid is fast. He's he had superhuman. so many hurdles against him, too. And still almost won. He had like half a mile on the next closest person. He was speeding. Which was his cheating brother. Right? Like. How? So, cheater versus cheater. Well, yeah. I mean, David must have cheated somehow, so. Yeah, absolutely. It's the only He's way. doping away. <laughs> uh, okay, so what is your line for bad gun? Uh, it's gone. All my money's gone. Ooh, I almost picked that. Okay. We might have to go with that one because I don't really like mine. Talking about money, here comes the bank. Okay, good stuff. That yep. might work well if bad gun is about robbing a bank. It's true, yeah. <laughs> we'll cool. see how it goes. All right, are you ready for the next episode? I'm ready. The next episode is the first of a three-parter. Okay. So it better be good. It better be good. Um, the Spirit of Thunder Rock, part one. Uh, synopsis reads, a seismologist takes his family along on a field assignment where they are threatened by impending earthquakes, of which only the hobo appears to be fully aware. Okay. Potential. Could be great. Could be really rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be shaky. All right. Well, we'll see how that goes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. Bye, little hobos. Bye, little hobos. <laughs> <laughs>